you know, not only is persistence key and consistency is key and everyone sees those sort of things as yeah of course of course consistency is key of course persistence is key but how do you accomplish consistency how do you accomplish persistence you make it as easy as possible for you to do so and how do you make it as easy as possible for you to do so you love the shit out of what you're doing if you love the work that you're creating it's going to be effortless for you to do it and i think that that should be the goal as a creative is find something that is so easy for you to do that everyone else finds difficult because those are the things that are going to allow you to be consistent over time that love for it is going to allow it to be really, really easy for you to do things that other people find hard. Hey, welcome back to episode 21 of the podcast. How's everyone doing this week? What's everyone been up to this week? I had a, uh, I had a interesting week this week. I just sort of really chilled out. I didn't, you know, I... For the last few weeks at least, I've sort of not been busy because I can't be busy at the moment, unfortunately. You know, there's only so much you can do in your house um, before it starts to get repetitive or whatever. But between training and creating and doing a couple of client projects that were ongoing from when we weren't in complete lockdown um, has sort of kept me yeah, I would say busy. Busy is probably just the easiest way to describe it. I would say busy um, have kept me busy. And, and this week I kind of just, I don't know, I still trained a lot. I spent a lot of hours training and that's probably why I, I just trained a lot and uh, just relaxed and created and spent a lot of time drawing and spent a lot of time editing photos and, and just chilled out, you know, shame to admit it but I didn't do a lot of reading this week I kind of just I got really really addicted to the drive to survive series on Netflix which is bizarre because one I I don't spend a lot of time on Netflix but for whatever reason I've just been craving I don't know probably it's probably got something to do with me just craving you know having my brain switch off a little bit more lately um and I've also been you know I, because I'm riding indoors now because we can't go cycling outside. How crazy is that? I can't even go ride my bike outside at the moment. Well, I can, but I have to, you know, I can't go more than five kilometers away from my house, which for someone who cycles is, you know, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? We, we're going for a, a 10K lap on the bike. It's just, it's not really worth it. So I've been doing a lot of my riding inside. And one of the things that, or one of the perks of that is, you know, when you do a two and a half, three hour session on the bike, perfect time to binge Netflix specials. Perfect time to binge. So I've been, <laughs> I watched, um, I watched Child 44, which is a really dark movie. I, d- I didn't expect it to be as dark. I watched that whilst riding. Um, I watched Rush whilst riding, which was amazing. If anyone's seen the Rush movie, which is probably why I got onto the Drive to Survive series. It's a Formula One movie about Nicky Lauda, um, which was very, very good. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. And then I yeah, have just been watching... That's about it. Yeah, that's about it, which I've been doing this week. And and so, unfortunately, because, you know, there's two seasons of the Drive to Survive series, I sort of have let that replace my reading time at night, which, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm not too not too stressed about it. Like, I kind of, 
I've kind of come come to terms with the fact that this week I I like to keep myself busy and I like to feel productive and I I do really enjoy the feeling of being productive but you know I kind of need to remember that there's not yeah there's just not that much I can do right now um beyond you know being consistent with this podcast consistently posting to instagram and and being on top of my creative work and and maybe working on some future projects and just looking into how i can be you know how i can how i can foolproof myself for another situation like this you know i've been uh looking into what i'll be doing in 2021 as far as work as far as where i'm going to be living as far as what i'm going to be doing um because if i'm being completely honest with you that's all we really can do at the moment like one of the benefits of the last lockdown or stage three is that i was still able to work because you know we obviously a lot of the industries have closed down but it was kind of a weird circumstance with mine because it's not strictly labeled you know i'm self-employed so there was no there was no strict label on only essential services it was kind of like as long as you're socially distant and not a cafe or a gym like there's no there was no rules set in place so we were stable still able to work in small groups and a lot of the time you know for a lot of my creative work Sometimes it's just me. Like, what? Am I not allowed to go and just create by myself and and that sort of thing? And and that was kind of good because it kept me, kept me busy, kept me creating, and kept me feeling like life was kind of normal. But for this, this now we're in complete lockdown where it's just essential services and no one else is allowed to work. So it's kind of yeah, put me in this position where this week I just didn't came to terms with the fact that I just didn't have that much work to do i kind of just you know and i think it's important as well i think it is important just to chill out every now and again and just relax and enjoy yourself like last night i just jumped on a a skype call with an old friend that i hadn't spoken to in years and we were just chatting her and i were chatting for like five hours last night just drinking and hanging out and chatting over zoom so it was just like like you just at some point Unfortunately, I think I just needed to come to terms with the fact that there's only so much I can do <laughs> to fill the time. There's only so many like little things that I can do. So as long as I'm, I've kind of got this bearing now where, as I spoke about in the last few podcasts, is like, what am I still in control of? What can I still capitalize on? Or capitalize is a terrible word. What can I still, you know, control in my life? And for me, I can still read. I can still create from what I already have I can still edit things and and create things that way I can still make this podcast I can still exercise so those are kind of what I've been doing mostly um and I don't think there's anything wrong with that if any of you are sort of stressed out my Melbourne friends or anyone internationally if you if you're still in a position around the world because everywhere is so different at the moment but if you're in a position around the world where you're still kind of restricted as to what you can do you know be okay with if your sort of your list of things that you still can control isn't too long because that was just the case for me this week i got to you know tuesday i posted the art list video which thank you so much for the feedback on that by the way the response that that one has gotten um has been really really nice i think that the it's a cool thing with my youtube channel it just doesn't get that many views um in general my youtube channel but it seems like every single view that i do get 
are from people who really enjoy my stuff. Like we never, ever get any dislikes on the channel. Views to comment ratio is so high. All the comments are like these long paragraphs about how much you guys enjoy the content. It's just like for a channel that gets so little views, it makes me feel so good, <laughs> which is is kind of interesting. So thank you so much for, for all the love and support on that. But yeah, after I posted that on Tuesday, I kind of just chilled out. I... I I sat down on on Wednesday morning and I was like, well, all I've really got to do today is maybe edit some photos and exercise <laughs> and that's about it. So, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it, take your time. But yeah, I, I kind of, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, I got to yesterday and, and I've kind of began to realize with this podcast that what I do throughout the week, and, and obviously this is the case, but what I do throughout the week kind of shapes what I talk about on here <laughs> and I kind of got to Saturday or last night and I was like hmm, what do I have to talk about today <laughs> so I'm kind of just winging it today I do have a, a topic that I wanted to cover because I did say something in um, a podcast not a podcast I did a live stream on Friday which that was a lot of fun. I think I'm going to do a lot more of those. I got on there and and we had like 150 people in there, which is a lot for me. You know, most of the live streams that I've done, and I haven't done one for a while, but I think the last time I did one was maybe six to 12 months ago and, or maybe even less, I can't even remember. But I had, the last time I did one, we got like 30 or 40 people in there and we had like 150. And I don't know if that's because my audience is more engaged or it was just good timing or what it was, but, you know, maybe it's got something to do with this podcast. I don't know. I, I, I was stoked to see so many of you in there and so many of you enjoying it. And, and we got a lot of questions and, and I answered a lot of questions and I had a lot of fun doing that. So I think I'm going to do a lot more of those. But one of the things that I I spoke about, which I want to be the topic of today's video or today's video, which I wanted to turn into the topic of today's podcast is, is my advice for beginners in this industry. I got asked by uh, the host of the live stream, someone who had me on the live stream, he was like, what is your, you know, what's your advice for someone starting out as a photographer or someone starting out as a, as a filmmaker or even specifically starting out on Instagram or YouTube? And something that I said that I haven't necessarily said before anywhere else that I was kind of not taken aback by but you know I said it in the moment and I kind of not you know I didn't really expect myself to say it and I was kind of like oh that's a really good advice when I I gave it out and and what I said in in the live stream was you need to build a foundation around the things that you love you need to build the foundation of what you do the reason that you start this you need to build it on a foundation of loving the shit out of what you do um, and I, you know, I, I say this as I, and I'm going to talk about this in quite a, I've kind of jotted down a few dot points and I was reading over it before I started and I kind of recognized that it kind of sounds like I'm bashing anyone who doesn't start this, uh, from a place of loving it. And, and I want you to know that I didn't like I, there was certainly points in my time on Instagram and I'm almost talking from my like I said in all the episodes I always just talk from my experiences and this is probably something that I wish someone had to come along and told me you know two years ago when things were sort of really ramping up on Instagram and and taking off quote-unquote which they still you know things haven't taken off but in comparison to my entire sort of 
creative over my entire life you know two years ago was the fastest growth or the most extreme growth that i ever experienced so this what i talk about or what i'm going to talk about is like you know this is all stuff that i wish i was told so i'm not trying to you know if anyone's sort of like oh, fuck you like no i'm i'm saying all this because i have experienced all this and i have felt all this and i i know what it feels like to sort of be trapped in in this feeling the reason why i say build your foundation around the things that you love is because consistency over a long period of time is the single biggest indicator of success as an artist you know there's a lot of people that say that that's the biggest indicator in success in general like you know what what's the term it's like 99 percent of or 95 percent of businesses fail after the first year but 95 percent of that five percent succeed after seven and i think that that's a very very good or it's very akin to a creative career because i think that it's such a strange industry because it's one of the few places where people kind of the people that succeed are the ones that really that are really obvious or the people that succeed quickly are the ones that are really obvious and i think that part of that is because our industry especially your success is very based on your popularity it's one of the few places where you know as a ceo yeah your business or your product might be popular but you aren't necessarily popular or someone who's you know a lawyer a successful lawyer isn't popular a successful surgeon isn't popular but a successful musician by its very nature of what makes him or her successful she is he or she is popular that's how he or she gets paid that's how they get sponsored that's how people find their work and that's you know we get paid or we get our success on our popularity it's like the success of this podcast is based on the amount of people that sit here and listen to it and i think that the issue with that is that the moment that you become successful is is usually it usually comes very very quickly in the moment that it happens but not necessarily in the grand scheme of your entire creative career you know someone like um if you listen to the story of like billy eilish or post malone those are two examples of people that a lot of people go and they call those people overnight sensations or or overnight success stories or whatever but if you listen to their stories it's like you know billy was making music with her brother pretty much since she could talk and then her brother was making music before she was even born so you can kind of continue the amount of years that were put into it or the amount of hours that were put into it from her brother and her at the same time and if you add up all those hours it's like oh yeah okay they've put 30,000 hours into this together to create this massive story where all of a sudden she blew up the issue with this industry is that say for example if i have 500 people that really like what i do and i've built that 500 people over the course of 10 years so what is it 50 people a year and then all of a sudden in the 11th year i go and i build a hundred thousand more people a hundred thousand new people find me in the 11th year those hundred thousand people massively outweigh the 500 people so all of that progress over 10 years that is recognized by those 500 people suddenly gets outweighed by the overnight success that is recognized by the 100,000 people. That doesn't necessarily mean that the success was overnight. That just means that the 11th year was when that happened and all of a sudden that's recognized as an overnight success. And I think that the the 
issue with that is it's kind of a it's kind of a very unique situation to creativity because persistence is kind of forgotten or consistency is kind of forgotten in the face of overnight success and i think that the issue there is that 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 persistence that acknowledgement that consistency is the overall thing or just time in it time spent doing it achieving your 10,000 hours I think that that kind of gets forgotten and one of the things that happens is from the outside looking in it appears as though it's all happened really quickly it appears as though these people you know picked up a guitar and the next day they were making millions or they picked up a camera and the next day they were traveling the world and it kind of gets lost in translation that no this is exactly the same if not more of an important you know it's it's the kind of career where you need to put in your hours to be a successful creative you need to put in a massive amount of time and i think that the only way you can do that is by building your foundation around love one of the issues that you know a, such a attractive career brings is that when it is an attractive career people start it with expectations they start it with the intention of achieving a career or the intention of getting rich or the intention of getting famous or they start with all these other expectations of what their creativity will bring rather than what their creativity is itself there's not really the consistent you know there's not really the interpretation of okay i need to do what i will love because what i will love will carry me far enough to be successful it's how can i turn this singing or guitar or photography or filmmaking into a successful business as quickly as possible and i think that's just the complete opposite of what you should be doing i think that you need to kind of and myself included i sort of started this with the intention of you know i've always been a creative but i have to be honest with you the reason why i started photography was because i was like okay it's going to be the easiest out of all the creative pursuits that i could do out of all the you know out of going back to drawing out of going back to painting out of doing whatever i saw photography as the easiest option and i saw people with these huge followings on instagram and i was like oh, i can do that i can do that and it was like that was very naive of me to think and it and it took me getting to the point where i was so and i i have spoken about it being burnout but i was just so sick of doing stuff that i didn't enjoy I was so sick of creating stuff that I wasn't proud of and posting things that I didn't like and doing it all because it was what I thought I needed to do to achieve the things that I set out to in the beginning. If I think back to my earliest memories of of my creativity, if I think back to what I did in high school and, and what I did when I was younger, if I think back to those times, it's like the only thing I can remember is just being completely lost in my artwork, completely lost in the things that I was creating and just i've said this before it's like my my art teacher used to have a, a joke where she was like she would say to the other teachers like how do you get time to concentrate it's like put a sketchbook in front of him and you'll lose him for hours it's like i that's all i remember is that it would it would just i would lose hours drawing and just enjoying and madly in love with what i was doing and i think that i i completely lost that and it wasn't until i realized like oh shit you're doing this for the the wrong reasons that i started to recognize like okay how can i how can i connect with that a little bit again and and i'm i'm at a point now where it's like i i really enjoy what i'm doing and i'm i'm done sort of worrying about how 
what I create can get me something and I'm more worried about it. Like how can I create something I'm stoked with? How can I create something that I'm I'm proud of? And I want to preface that because it's like I don't want to say any of these things and make people feel like you if you are in a place right now where you you can't get out of this or you can't go back to a place where you do enjoy it because you can. You always can. There's always the possibility. I think that you just need to make sure that you're, you know, understanding what what your priorities are what your priorities are as a creative person why you're doing this in the first place like why have you started doing this in the first place i think one of the things that i i noticed as well and something else that i mentioned in the in the live stream is that you know there's two types of burnout and what i just spoke about is is how I came to this conclusion is like because I spoke about burnout a lot and it was because I didn't know what burnout actually was is like I think there's two types of burnout and, and it's it's a word that is heavily overused in the creative circles at the moment there's it's a word that I I think we throw around way too easily uh, because there is the type of burnout that is you know the artist who has actually just burnt himself to or herself too close to the bone the person who doesn't recognize that just because you love it doesn't mean that it's not mentally draining <laughs> you know if you're spending every day creating something even if you love what you do it is still taxing it's still taking energy from you and, and eventually you're going to get to the point where it burns you to the bone so there is that type of burnout where it is literally just doing something to the point where you can't do it anymore and I, I think that the solution to that is is pretty simple. It's just time off and force yourself to take breaks and give yourself your weekends and find hobbies that are outside of this. But I think the other type of burnout, which is probably far more prevalent in today today's creatives than anything else i'm i'm talking strictly about creatives here as far as burnout i think that you can sort of translate this into any type of career but strictly talking from a creative perspective the other type of burnout is the burnout that comes from just simply not enjoying what you're doing (laughs) it's the type of burnout that comes from you not reaching the expectations that you had for yourself or you not accomplishing the goals that started you in this industry or you not you know starting on instagram and 12 months later making millions it's like those that's the reason for the second burnout the second burnout is simply just not loving what you're doing because i promise you you know if you speak to any artist if you've started if you started this industry which i think a lot of people do i think it like i said it's an attractive thing to get into these days it's a very very attractive job the idea of being a and i hate this word but being an influencer is a very, very attractive thing to do. And I think that a path that a lot of people see as quite easy is the photographer or the filmmaker because there's a lot of people doing it and it seems like the simplest thing because you don't have to be the open face of the brand. And I think that a lot of people don't recognize that it's the amount of resilience that you need to have to get to the point where you have any sort of success. The amount of consistency and the amount of time it's like if you started this with the goal of you know i'm gonna become an instagram photographer because i want to make my millions it's like you're in the fucking wrong industry dude you're in the wrong industry if you speak to any artist if you speak to any artist who's found any success they will tell you that flat out the first two three five or even six or seven years of their career were spent dead 
fucking broke, working more hours or more free hours than they're probably proud to admit and sacrificing so many aspects of their lives just to do this. And the reason why that's such a common thread amongst artists, you know, speak to musicians, speak to photographers, speak to filmmakers, speak to anyone who's developed any sort of career. You know, they don't do this because they want the goal of success. They do this because there's nothing else that they can do. They do this because they don't have a plan B. They do this because they don't know anything else. They're not good at anything else. You know, they probably are decent at other things, but we're so, I think as a creative person, you have this tunnel vision on the things that you love to do. I think that something that goes hand in hand with being a creative is just this inability to do something you don't enjoy. You know, how many of your creative friends are the type of people that were in school or were like, I don't I don't care about math. I don't care about English. Like, I, all I want to do is the things that I enjoy doing. I, was, I think that's something that is very, very unique to, or not unique, but unique to a person who is a creative. And I don't say a creative in the sense that they are an artist, but a creative type of person is that they are just tunnel vision on the things that they love. And one of the things that comes with that is that they just don't have a plan B. They don't know anything else. They don't have anything else. And I think the other beautiful thing, and I got told this by a friend of mine, and we were chatting back and forth about why we do this and why why we stick with it and, and why we don't just go and get another job. And, and there are times where, I've got to be honest with you, there are days where, and they happen more often than you might think, there are days where I genuinely think to myself, I'm like, fuck, wouldn't my life just be easier if I went and got a job? Wouldn't it just be easier if I went and got an in-house, you know, editor's job at some place or went and got a social media job at somewhere or or even just went and was a barista, <laughs> grew my hair back out, grew my beard and went and became a barista somewhere. It's like, wouldn't my life just be easier if I was clocking in my paycheck and just did this in my spare time and, and you know, wouldn't that be so much less stressful? And one of the things that he said to me in that moment is like, you know, we aren't doing this because we want to buy a house or we aren't doing this because we want to buy a car or we aren't doing this because we want to achieve something. We're doing this because we want to earn our freedom. And when I heard that, I was like, fuck, that makes so much sense. That makes perfect sense as to why I feel like I need to do this because that is what it is. That is <laughs> that is why I think I am a creative and I think that's why a lot of people become creatives because they see this as, as their one calling in life. They see this as their one way to buy their freedom in a weird way. You know, their one way of accomplishing a life where they're free to do the things that they want to do. They're free to choose what they want to do and they're free to enjoy this life. I think it's a, it's a really beautiful kind of romantic way of putting it. And if you haven't noticed by this point, you know, I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. I love that sort of shit. <laughs> if you haven't noticed 21 episodes into this podcast, that's why I'm so interested in all this sort of stuff. That's why I labor over these things in my head. I was having this conversation with a friend last night. It's like, I think I said something about like us. We we hadn't We hadn't spoken in years and it was like uh, us reconnecting. I sort of looked well way more into it than i like probably should and i i she said to me she was like she was like like it doesn't need to be that big of a deal and i just looked at her i was like yeah you're right but that's just how my head works it's like it's a big deal in my mind (laughs) everything's a big deal in my mind i labor on these things i think about these things over and over again i think something that i've been thinking about a lot this week is just 
especially with this year, especially with everything that's gone on this year and, and the way that everything's developing and, and the way that the creative industry has sort of been simultaneously... I, I said this the other day to a friend. I was like, the creative industry has simultaneously been destroyed and made bigger than ever at the same time because I think that there's a lot of artists that will really have really struggled through this situation there's a lot of artists that this is crippled and this is really probably eliminated a lot of people's potential to continue doing this full-time i think that this this whole year has sort of probably turned a lot of artists towards an alternative plan turned a lot of artists away and gone hey no i'm gonna go with plan b but i think that the artists that have stuck with it or the artists that have been persistent through it have sort of found a new gear I think that it's prevalent on on through all the artists that I know personally. It's prevalent on the amount of content that's being made at the moment, the amount of amazing content that's being made at the moment. It's like I think that I've just been spending a lot of time thinking about that this week and thinking about how much of a how much just being like relentless, just being like super super relentless is how powerful that can be for you as an artist sort of gone off on a tangent and and not necessarily on the path that i wanted to speak about in this episode but i kind of you know that's (laughs) that's part and parcel to the course here welcome to the real life podcast welcome to me rambling once a week for 45 minutes i think that's you know (laughs) it's it's what makes me enjoy this so much is that it is just me getting on here and and talking shit for 45 minutes and and seeing where my mind takes me i i really don't have any plans beyond you know a couple dot points on a piece of paper it's usually just me getting on here and and talking now there is one thing that i really did want to cover this week or one thing that i do have written down in front of me that i really wanted to touch on and it kind of brings it back to this whole idea of how can you build your foundation on love how or why is it important to build your foundation on love because i think that when you first start out it's like i actually said this in the live stream i think when you first start out you know picking creative inspiration or just appropriating in general is kind of the cheat code to starting as a creative i think that we can if i sit here and go build your foundation on love build your foundation on love i think that's all very well and good but that can kind of come across like don't copy anyone else just make sure that you're entirely unique and make sure that you're you know not doing anything chasing trends or not doing anything that's sort of in line with other people and i think that's wrong i think that i really want to preface that and say that no i'm not encouraging that at all i think it's really important early on to ride the coattails of other people and to sort of find inspiration in what most people are doing you know there is value in following the crowd there is value in doing what everyone else does and i think that being unique is kind of overvalued being entirely unique or being entirely different early on as especially as a creative is way 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 too overvalued and it can so it can certainly stop people from doing what they're doing because there's a lot of people that probably start out they have their favorite artists or they have their favorite photographers or filmmakers and and they have a product that's a pretty much a mirrored copy of the person that they look up to and they probably get called out for it or they end up not feeling like their work is you know they feel like their work isn't their own or they feel like they have no independent style and and i read this this week and i think it really does relate to this whole 
issue or it rounds out what I wanted to speak about today really, really nicely. And it's from a, I, I saw this in a, po- I can't remember, I need to credit them, but I, I think I was listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube channel or something like that. God, I can't remember, but I, I was watching something this week or listening to something and they talked about a Finnish photographer called Arno Minkinen, not McKinnon, <laughs> Arno Minkinen, if any of you want to Google him after this podcast. And he came up with the idea of the Helsinki bus station theory. And the Helsinki bus station theory goes like this. Say, for example, you have five different buses, which all, and this is a model of Helsinki. So don't picture this in your city and don't say to me like, oh, this doesn't make sense. It's like, this is based off Arno's experience of Helsinki. So say that, for example, there's five different buses and five different buses that service five different parts of the city that go in drastically different routes. It's like if you've ever looked at your city's, you know, train line or bus line or whatever it is, it's just a bunch of lines all moving in different directions. From a glance, it would appear that these buses are all sort of traveling in completely different directions and ending up in completely different places. But if you look closely, the first five, six, or even seven stations are all identical and run parallel with each other. And that's because in Helsinki, all the buses have to initially get out of the city before embarking on their own unique paths. And Arno kind of says that this is or describes this as akin to a creative career. He recognizes this as something that is very, very similar to what it's like to be a creative. He calls each station a year in a creative's journey, but you can call it any any sort of period of time or, you know, in in modern days, I would actually argue that everything sort of sped up so we can call it i don't know accomplishing certain things or whatever whatever metric of time or accomplishment you want to call it but he describes it as each station is a particular year along the journey and each different bus is an example of a different art form so say for example the first bus is photography the second bus is filmmaking the third bus is music the fourth bus is drawing the fifth bus is painting so on and so forth and the part that starts to link this to a creative career is that all of these buses go in a straight line along a parallel path for the first let's say five stations for this example it can be more it can be less whatever it is even though they're in different mediums the reason for this is that in the first one two three five six years no matter what you're doing no matter what medium you're working within your work is going to be exactly like everyone else. Your work is just going to be an alternative version of the popular work or it's going to be, you know, your music, if we're talking music, your music is going to be the exact same as the top people in your genre. Your photography is going to be the exact same as the people you follow on Instagram. Your filmmaking is going to be the exact same as your favorite directors growing up or whatever it is. The first you know, three, four, five, six years are going to be exactly the same. And that's because you're simply getting out of the city. Those five years or five accomplishments or five periods of whatever metric you want to use, those are just getting you out of the station, are just getting you towards your unique path. And the thing that happens here that a lot of people recognize, and the reason why I brought this up is because if you build your foundation on the thing that you love, if you are at your core, truly in love with the creativity that you're doing, 
you're going to stay on the bus and eventually you'll get to the fifth station, the sixth station, the seventh station, and you'll begin to diverge onto your unique path and you'll begin to create things that aren't necessarily truly unique, but you've spent enough time on the bus that they start to appear unique or you start to develop your own creative style. But if you don't build this foundation on love, you're going to get to the third year and someone's going to tell you your work shit or you're going to get to the fourth year and you're not going to have accomplished what you thought you were going to accomplish or you're going to get to your fifth year and you're still going to be dead broke and a creative who is making no money and doing hours and hours of free work with a part-time job and you're going to give up and the people that give up go back to the station and they get on a different bus and they try something else and they make a year of progress over here two years of progress over here four years of progress over here five years of progress over there and if they had have just as arno describes stayed on the bus then they would have eventually gotten to the place where their work was starting to be creative. And I think that that is why this is so important or the advice that I gave on the live stream was so relevant in my mind because I'd recently learned about this and then all of a sudden I found myself saying that and I was like, that's the solution. You know, not only is persistence key and consistency is key and everyone sees those sort of things as yeah of course of course consistency is key of course persistence is key but how do you accomplish consistency how do you accomplish persistence you make it as easy as possible for you to do so and how do you make it as easy as possible for you to do so you love the shit out of what you're doing if you love the work that you're creating it's going to be effortless for you to do it you know, I was on this live stream the other day and he asked me, he was like, you know, you have your YouTube channel, your podcast, your Instagram, your freelance business, you're training for an Ironman. It's like, how do you do all of these things at once? And how do you have enough time to do it? And it's like, my answer was flat out because I love it. And when I love it, it's easy for me. I don't do the things that I don't enjoy doing. I don't spend any time doing those things because in my, in my life, I've just found in general that... I just can't. I can't do things that I don't enjoy. That's not possible for me. I don't have a plan B to any of this sort of stuff. But the reason why I don't have a plan B is because I love the shit out of what I'm doing. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. And I think that that should be the goal as a creative is find something that is so easy for you to do that everyone else finds difficult. You know, if you're someone who finds editing photos so effortless and you could lose hours doing it pursue that if you're someone who finds that when you're making music you can lose days at a time make music because those are the things that are going to allow you to be consistent over time that love for it is going to allow it to be really really easy for you to do things that other people find hard because if you build your foundation on admiration for other creatives or you build your foundation on an ex expectation that you're going to make your money doing this or you build your foundation on i would like to be x by the time i reach y or i would like to be y by the time i reach x then you're going to get to the fourth bus station or the fifth bus station and something's going to set you back or someone's going to say something or you're just flat out not going to have accomplished what you expected to accomplish and you're going to give up and you're going to go back to the bus station and you're going to get on another bus but if you just start out or if you've already started out let's say that you are three steps in or four steps in or you're up to the fifth station and you're a little bit discouraged or you look back and you go hey maybe i didn't build my foundation on love 
we'll start to build it now. Keep an open mind to the fact that you have an ability to become unique. If you just stay on the bus, if you're just persistent enough, then you will. And if you do really hate what you're doing, if you have gotten to the point where, unfortunately, for better or for worse, like I did, I got to this point where I just didn't enjoy what I was doing. I was lucky that I realized it you know, a year and a half in and not four, five, six years in, but I just pivoted. I just decided in that moment that I wasn't going to go into this with expectations anymore. I just decided that I wasn't going to drive my creativity on the things that I thought other people wanted to see from me or that I thought would make me successful or that I thought would drive clicks or whatever it was. I just created the shit that I, or I started to create the things that I like to create. And I think that that's comes with a certain kind of fulfillment that can carry you through. Like I said in, I did I say it in this episode? I think I said it in this episode where I, I said that my YouTube channel doesn't get a whole lot of views. It, it doesn't get a whole lot of views, but I'm always stoked with any response that I get because every video that I post on there at the moment, I love the video. You know, when I used to post tutorials and videos that I wasn't necessarily enjoying making, Um, and videos that I thought other people wanted to see from me, this is literally how my brain would go. I would post them and I would go, you guys have asked me for tutorials or people have messaged me on Instagram about wanting tutorials and here I am making something and I post it and it gets no views and that would be nothing but disappointment because I didn't enjoy making it. I would post it and I wouldn't be happy about posting it and then it wouldn't get a response and I wouldn't be happy about the fact that it didn't get a response. And it's like, there's no positives in that situation. There's no there's no upside to that situation. Whereas the process of doing what you love, the process of enjoying what you're creating, it's like you might create a piece of work or, or a photo or, or a you might create a piece of digital art or you might do a painting or a, a film or whatever it is. And you might post it somewhere, but if you loved creating it and you love looking at it and you enjoyed every aspect of the creative process and then you've made it and you're proud of what you've created then nothing else matters you know if i create an image now and i really love the image then i'm more likely to print it out and hang it in my house or hang it in my room and be stoked with that than i am to be disappointed about the fact that it didn't get as many likes on instagram and i think that that is what drives consistency because consistency is by far the most important thing. Consistency is what gets you to the seventh bus station or the eighth bus station, gets you out of Helsinki and gets you onto your own unique path. That's what gets you, as Arno says, (laughs) if you just stay on the bus, then you are eventually going to get to something that looks a lot more unique. And to do that, you know, I just don't think I've been thinking about this a lot and I spent a lot of time thinking about this when I did go through my period of and I'm not even going to call it burnout anymore realization (laughs) when I went through my period of oh shit I don't enjoy this that much I'm doing this for the wrong reasons when I went through that that period in my creative career you know I just began to recognize I'm like shit this the only way that this works the only way that I am going to be successful. The only way that I'm going to have any sort of longevity in this is if I love the shit out of what I'm doing. If I love the shit out of it, if I really, really enjoy what I'm creating, if I enjoy the process and if I'm proud of the work that I'm putting out, well then that's the only way. That's the only way that you're going to do this. So I just want to 
sort of end this point by not discouraging anyone who might be in the boat that I was 18 months ago where they're recognizing that, oh shit, I don't actually, or I'm not doing this for the right reasons. I'm not discouraging you from continuing. I'm not discouraging you from, you know, I'm not trying to bash anything that you've done so far. I think that all the steps that you've taken so far are still valuable steps. I think there's steps, you know, you're still at a certain station along the ride. But just have an open mind and acknowledge that if you don't love it, then no amount of discipline is going to help you beat someone who does. You know, that person who's willing to go the extra mile, that person who's willing to blow the entire budget on the production because they just love creating, that person who's willing to live below their means and and be broke for a few years and, and live in an apartment that they're not super proud of because this is their only option, that person's going to come out on top. That person's going to accomplish more because this is all they've got. You know, you're not going to beat that person anyway. So, you know, find what you love. Find what fires you up. Find what motivates you the most. Don't worry about, you know, finding a path that can lead to the most success. Figure out what path you could be on that puts you in the best position to succeed. And that is all about the thing that you love so much that it's easy for you to do the things that other people find difficult. Not how can I do things that put me in the best position to succeed. It's like how can you be the type of person or do the types of things that make you the type of person that can be successful. And the type of person that can be successful, like I've said, is the type of person who loves the shit out of what they're doing. (laughs) is persistent as fuck and loves the shit out of what they're doing. I'm sorry for swearing so much in this... Swearing. Sorry for swearing so much in this episode. I I am apologizing for swearing so much in this episode. I think I just... I don't... I've got no excuses for it. I need to get better at that. To finish up this podcast, I really want to quickly talk about reels (laughs) because I feel like... Did I say that I would at the start of this episode? I don't think I did. Did I? I can't remember. Anyway, I have it written down here, so I'll I'll mention it quickly. I want to talk about Instagram Reels because I think it's uh, something that people probably appreciate hearing my opinion on or whatever. And yeah, got to be honest with you, I, I I just don't. And this is a this is a thread that carries throughout my entire life. I just I'm the always I've always been the type of person that really enjoys doing something, but doesn't enjoy watching other people do it. Um, <laughs> I, I have always been the type of kid that loves sport and the type of person who loves sport, but I just, I don't, I don't care for watching it. I do not care for watching it. You know, whenever someone asks me what football team I support here in Melbourne, I'm just like, I'm an, I, I just don't care. I'm the least supportive, you know, I enjoy playing football. I'll happily play football. I just don't care for it. And I think that that's something that carries <laughs> throughout my entire life. And it's a similar to sort of Instagram when, you know, I don't care about talking about features or talking about things that are happening on the platform and talking about engagement and all that sort of shit. I just don't, I just don't care. I care about creating. I enjoy creating. I'll happily help talk to people about creating. But beyond that, I don't, it, the means of sharing it, I don't, I just don't care that much for it. Um, it's just not something that super interests me. But I think that 
what is cool about Reels and what I will say here and how it relates to everything that I've spoken about today is that it's a cool opportunity to focus on doing what you really want to do um, and do what you love. I think that one of the things that Instagram has sort of failed on is that it does encourage you to be, you know, immediate. It, it does encourage you to sort of really strictly analyze everything that you're doing and everything that you're posting and, and the way that you're acting on social media. I think it does really discourage. Uh, I said this in a video. It, it discourages creative exploration. It it doesn't social media doesn't encourage you to try new things it doesn't encourage you to test out new waters or or test out a new creative style or or try something different it doesn't encourage you to do that and i think that comes back to the general thing of the very unfortunate nature of this work is that you're you know you're following how popular you are is your currency but and i think that itself discourages deviation it's like i've heard I, th- I don't think this is unique to you to instagram i think that logic talks about this a lot in his music it's like you know when he wanted to pivot to doing more groovy sort of stuff rather than heavy sort of hip-hop it was like oh, we don't want to see this we want to see old logic it's like i think this is a common thread in creativity in general and i think that it's unfortunate but that's life sometimes but i think that the cool opportunity with something like a new feature or something like Instagram Reels is that you know there's it's it's secondary at the moment. It's like you're you can kind of treat it as like yeah I don't I don't really care about it. That's what I love. I kind of did love that about TikTok is that it was just shit posting. <laughs> and I think there is a, there is a a really authentic and th- cool thing about shit posting is that it's shit posting. You don't care about what you're doing. And I think that that's what I'm enjoying about reels is I'm just digging up old footage that I've captured over the last three to four years. And I'm putting together something for 15 seconds. It's like I could put as much effort as I want into 15 seconds, but at the end of the day, it's 15 seconds. It's like how much, how much effort can you possibly squeeze into 15 seconds? And then the other thing as well is like I can put three hours into a 15-second video and someone can put 15 minutes or even less. Someone can just post something they filmed on their phone and there's, you know, the, the we're both even. Like <laughs> we're both in the same situation. It's like no one's, you know what I mean? It's like it's all just even playing field and I think that that's a really cool place to be. So I want to just encourage people to, if even if you aren't sort of, super keen on that creative style even if it's kind of something where you're like oh i don't want to get on there and post 15 second videos i've got no interest in in doing whatever give it a crack and just shit post on there just use it as an opportunity to do what you want to do create the things that you want to create and just and enjoy the creative process again because i think that as i've said a lot in this episode i think that that's what's going to build the foundation of what can actually help you like we said, earn your freedom or bide your freedom is by just enjoying what you're doing and, and really just being passionate and persistent and loving every step along the way. I think I'm going to leave it at that. I think I am going to leave it at that. I've said this on just about every episode and I'm probably going to text one of my friends who usually 
catches up or, or asks me how the podcast went every week that oh i'm not sure about this one it was pretty incohesive and and i'm really not sure how it was and and then i end up posting it on monday and i'm like oh, i'm actually pretty happy with it and then by the time it gets to wednesday i'm like oh i'm actually quite happy with the podcast after whatever but <laughs> so i'm not i'm gonna try to avoid saying that i didn't think this was very cohesive but i didn't think this was very cohesive as i've thought with just about every single podcast before i finish too i just want to quickly thank you guys um who have been supporting the podcast i say this every week but this week i got two messages on instagram that genuinely brought me to tears <laughs> and you guys know who you are if you're listening to this podcast and you're sort of like oh i messaged tom this week you're probably the one who brought me to tears i i just got these two unbelievable messages congratulating me for getting to 20 episodes and talking about how much they enjoyed the podcast god i feel like i'm tearing up now talking about it these i just want to say that like i think that the unique thing about this that i talked about in the live stream as well i've referenced the live stream so much you guys should probably go and listen to that because it was actually a really good conversation but i think the interesting thing about this is is that every single one of you who listens to this it's kind of like you know out of the all the people that follow me on Instagram, I'm under no illusion that most of those people are just people that saw a photo of mine once and thought it was good looking or thought it was pretty and followed me and that was it. You know, that's you know that's the majority of my audience on Instagram. And there might be 10% of that audience who really admire my work and then there might be as even smaller percentage of that that actually have any sort of interest in who I am or what I do and I think that the very nature of starting an in like a single podcast like this where it's just me talking on here once a week it's like in my mind I see each and every one of you as that tiny percentage of my audience that actually really care or actually are interested in the same stuff that I'm interested in because at the end of the day I can call this a personal development podcast I can talk call this a, a podcast about certain topics or whatever it is but at the end of the day it is just me getting on here and talking about shit that interests me and i think that the unique thing that happens there is i genuinely speak to you or i am speaking to each and every one of you because i genuinely reckon that if we were to go for a beer we would get along well if if we were to hang out we would probably get along well because i feel like each you know you guys are that small percentage of my audience that genuinely do care about the same things that I care about. And I think that that's such a cool thing that I have this direct line to all of you. Um, So to get those two messages that I got this week that borderline brought me to tears kind of confirmed that in my mind. It kind of confirmed that for me that one, I'm, you know, I, I said this last week, hitting 5,000 downloads was a big deal for me. Um, But numbers numbers mean shit numbers mean shit because it is just like you know numbers can go up numbers can come down you know numbers can be inflated by certain things or certain algorithms or whatever it is and you know all that sort of stuff doesn't mean shit but to get a message from someone telling me how much it's helped them or how much they enjoy it or how they bought a, you know i get a couple of messages from people being like we care like it seems like we care about the same thing and i think that's really really cool so thank you to every single one of you who supports this podcast thank you for listening thank you for getting to the end of this one as well so 
I thank you very much. As I've said every single week, and as I will continue to say, because it's become a little bit of a little bit of a theme here on the podcast. I don't know why a British accent just came out, but a little bit of a thing is if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you've enjoyed any of the episodes, if you found any value whatsoever in anything that I've said on any episode. I would love it if you could share the podcast with a friend. Share it with someone who you think might appreciate it. Send them a particular time code, link them an episode, tell them what you think about the episode, whatever it is, whatever you can do to get someone listening to this podcast. I would really appreciate it because I would love, you know, I'd love this podcast to grow. I'd love this to turn into something that I could eventually do as a bit of a full-time thing or a part-time thing or a supplementary thing to my to my work uh, or my professional work, I should say. The, the work that pays my bills, I think that would really be really cool in the future at some point. But, you know, I'm not your dad. <laughs> you don't have to do anything I tell you. All of that is entirely up to you. And I'll see you guys next week. Or I'll speak to you. I need to get better at that. I will speak to you guys next week. I'll see you guys if it's a YouTube video. I'll speak to you guys if it's a podcast. I'll see you guys next week.